Hey, what's going on? I'm back here today with an exciting one. 274. It's crazy whenever I really step back and think about how many times I've recorded myself talking. Um, It's really quite mind-boggling when I really think about the amount of audio content that there is of me on the internet. It's really weird um, to think about. There are so many ways to think about it, so many ways to look at it. And it's interesting. Some would see it as a negative. Some would see it as a positive. Some would see it both ways. But for me, I think I really see it as a sole positive. But nevertheless, here we are, 274, a new episode. And this episode is going to be about frameworks and organizing our world. It's interesting because this sounds like a bit heady and it sounds a bit out there and a bit complex on the face of it. But I do want to talk here about how it's not so heady. It's not so complex. And in reality, it's the way in which all of us live. It's the way in which all of us see the world. It's the way in which all of us understand ourselves and that which lies around us. It's really complex. We have this vast world with so much going on. There's so much around us, so much we cannot yet understand, so much that we need to make sense of in each moment, each day, each week, month, year, and lifetime. There's so much to try to make sense of. And how do we do it? Well, oftentimes we just do by our instincts and intuition. Sometimes, you know, we think about it a little bit. But do we know how we organize the information which we take in? Do we at least have a base understanding of how our own mind? how our own how our own of how our minds work yeah that's better understanding how our minds work and how we organize the information that we take in and it's interesting because it's not something we often think about of, oh, how do I organize the information which I receive? What is the framework and model in which I take in an information and process it and understand how it relates to other things? It's not something that we often talk about, not something we often think about, but it's something that is dramatically important. The way in which we make sense of what we see, and connect it to the other things we have interacted with in the past or are seeing in the present or hope to see in the future, all of that comprises the way in which we act and understand our world and the steps that we take in each action to reach something in the future or to continue along a path. The fact that we organized our world is the most important thing. It's more important than how we do it. It's the fact that we do do it. And from there, I want to say, and not just 
the fact that we do it, but that we do it intentionally. And this is where we get into the fun stuff. This is where we get to talk about the ways in which we do it and how we understand things, how we understand ideas, how we understand our experiences. We all have lenses. We all have frames of reference. We all have ways of understanding what comes into our lives. Some would call these principles. Some would call these mental frameworks. Some would call these mental models. And some computer scientists and engineers would call them neural networks. And no matter the terminology, it is something that exists. As I've said so far, we have these frameworks and we understand the world through these frameworks and we piece information together and understand the relationships between information through frameworks. And I think a great example to discuss, to give a general idea of this is myself and how I see the world and understand information. Because if I'm going to know anyone's mind, it's going to be mine. I understand the world through a number of different frameworks and ways of seeing things. And I break them down into a variety of categories. And going through this mental exercise, I'm going to sort of say this out loud, is going to be really beneficial for me. I'm really excited to do this. And it's going to be a sort of working dialogue here. So follow along. I hope that you enjoy the journey. So I see the world in all sorts of ways. And, and I think, number one, it's what are the things that I do that affect myself? And then what are the things that happen around me that I need to process and understand? You'll hear me opening a notebook here because I want to write these things down. Because speaking out loud is often a great way for me to make sense of things. So we have myself and outside of myself. I'm literally writing these things down. Um, so all of these things within myself, right? So I have my diet, I have exercise, I have my well-being, I have my feelings, I have, um, my sleep. Well, those would fall into, I guess, health. Um, and you've got money, of course. You've got your ideal self you're trying to figure out. And then you've also got... Goals, personal goals. And we'll leave it there because I, I think the, the main part of this is just developing a framework itself. I'll add motivation onto this because I study it. So yeah, the, I'm building this working model, right? I'm thinking of, oh, what, how am I going to see the world? 
And how do I see the world? How do I think that I see the world? How do I think that I understand information? And understanding that this is malleable. This isn't something which is permanent. This is something which is going to grow over time. This is something which is ever-evolving. And that this is something which is a model for yourself, both for now and the future, and for you to even pass on. It's trying to figure out the ways in which you see the world so that you can better organize all the information that you take in, whether it be things that you do yourself or things that happen outside of yourself. So for me, I have this myself bubble with my ideal self, money, sleep, feelings, well-being, diet, exercise, personal goals, motivation, that sort of stuff. And then outside of me, so I have like current events. I have uh, work. I have family. I have um, romance. I have friendships. What else do I have? I have um, outside of myself. I have random things that others do. Because they can affect me. And then I have history and education. Yeah, I think that's a decent place to stop. So I have how I see myself and all these things that affect myself. And then I have the things outside of myself and all of those things and how I interpret them. And I guess... I will draw a little arrow between outside and myself and put interpretation. So I have the things I do myself and how I react to the things that I do myself. I have outside of myself and all the things that lie outside of myself that are not necessarily under my control. And then the thing that connects them is the way in which I interpret outside information that affects myself. So the way in which we interpret the outside world can come through a variety of things that have to do with the way in which you see yourself. And I think that that's a really key learning here is the way in which we interpret the world is not the world. It is us. It is how we see ourselves. It is how we see who we are. It is the way in which we are. It is the essence of us. It is not the way in which the outside world is. It is us. It is who we are. To say that again, it is who we are. And it comes down to us, the way in which we interpret the world, the way in which we see the world, and how the world affects us. So no matter what happens with family, 
romance, friendships, random things that someone else may do, work, current events, something you learn in an educational experience. All of these things affect us through our interpretation of them. And also, our use of them. And this interpretation of the outside world ties back into ourselves. And the way in which we treat ourselves, the way in which we live, the way in which we act, the way in which we design ourselves and work on ourselves, affects how well we can interpret the outside world and how optimally our interpretations of the outside world can affect our personal well-being. And I think that a really key learning which comes from doing this exercise is realizing how important this myself bubble is and also how important well-being is to that outside bubble. And not just physical well-being, not just not being sick or anything like that. It's how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself, and how you interpret you, yourself, how you interpret your feelings, how you interpret the things that you do, how you motivate yourself to do things, and how you develop things like habits. All of that comes in to this sort of well-being picture. And it all comes back, as I always seem to say, to this well-being picture. And not just feelings, not just how do I feel about myself, but this deeper psychological well-being. And this deeper, how is my life? Not how am I, how is my life? Because how is my life requires us to take a step outside of ourselves how am I keeps us in our own heads. But how is my life forces us to take that step outside to say, what's really going on here? What's going on from a different perspective? What can be improved? What's going well? All of this can really help us a great deal in terms of making sense of ourselves. And even that statement right there of what I just said, how can we improve? How can we know what's going, what's going well? That right there is so explanatory of who I am and how I see the world and my mental framework. It's clearly oriented around this sort of improvement, taking steps forward, purposeful work, and recognizing when things are going well to be happy for them and to rejoice in them. So with things like well-being and my feelings you get frameworks of optimism and you get things like meditation and separation between sensations and interpretation of feelings. All of those things for me help me to better interpret 
my outside world. They allow me to better see myself. They allow me to make less negative self-judgments of myself and also to see myself in a positive light to pick myself up when I do fail and to not struggle so hard through things. And when you look at things like diet, exercise, sleep, when you do these things well, they are related to improvements in well-being, improvements in the way we see ourselves, improvements in our motivation, improvements in our ways of interpreting the outside world, improvements in the achievement of our personal goals, increased motivation. So all these tie in and they allow you to sort of push toward building that ideal self and taking steps forward to reaching that ideal self. And it's interesting because for me in the way in which I see the world and I see myself, it's not just future-based, especially the way in which I see this concept of the ideal self. It is not just something down the line which you become. It is a manifestation of building to it. It is becoming. It is being. Rather than achieving the ideal self, it is working up to it. It is building up to it and building and continuing to always improve. The ideal self is he who is working to improve, working to grow, working to make the most of life. To live purposefully, to live deeply, to live with joy, grace, happiness and intelligence. I totally recognize how this is turning into an absolute riff and all I'm doing here is just sort of rattling through the way in which I'm thinking about all of this. But nevertheless, I think that going through this mental exercise, thinking through where we are, thinking through the way in which we see the world, thinking through the way in which ultimately we see ourselves because that is strongly deterministic of the way in which we see the world, really helps us to make sense. You know, what motivates me? That's a great example. What motivates me and how am I motivated? And for me, having studied motivation a great deal, I sort it into the framework of expectancy, value, cost, of can I do the task? Why am I doing the task? And is there anything inhibiting me from doing this task well? And if I can break those things down, then I can better understand my motivation as to why I'm doing that or, or why I'm not doing something. And then I can work on those aspects and then become more motivated through working on those aspects. And then you're able to achieve those goals and you're able to see yourself more positively. You're able to see yourself in a better light, you're able to see yourself making progress toward becoming this ideal self. And you have higher levels of well-being because you're confident. You're content. You see purpose in what you're doing. 
you see yourself growing. So even if I'm just sort of making sense of all of these things now and seeing things in this different way now, I recommend you go through this sort of exercise yourself and continue to ask yourself why on the way in which you draw things out. So for me in front of me right now, what comprises diet? What comprises exercise? What comprises sleep? What comprises money? What comprises within this outside circle here? What comprises education, history, friendships, romance, current events? How does all of that affect my interpretation and use of those things in the outside world and how it affects myself? Taking that step back, asking those questions, and really just being willing to ask why, how does this have to do with other things, how do we make sense? What does this mean? Asking these questions, figuring it out, taking those key steps better understanding ourselves, our worlds. All of that really allows us to be in a better position to take in the information that comes in later on or tomorrow, for example. Take in information that comes in each day that we live and put it into a framework. Put it into a way of understanding how, re- how information and the way in which we see the world relates to everything. How the inputs relate to each other and how they relate to this deeper operation. Figuring that out, taking that step, being willing to face it for what it is. So important. And it allows us to learn better. It allows us to take better steps forward. It allows us to better understand ourselves. And ultimately, as the goal seems to always be whenever I talk here, of having that greater well-being. And to, to become. And to be in the process of becoming consistently. To be growing. To be more. To be more. I hope you enjoyed this exercise. I hope you try it for yourself. I hope you are willing to engage in this. It's something that means so much to me. It's something which carries so much weight for me. It's an exercise which I've done a number of times through seeing how others do it and watching myself do it. It really is a challenge but a challenge which allows you to engage so much and a challenge that allows you to grow so much because it sets up better ways in which we can understand ourselves, which, as I've consistently been saying throughout this whole episode, helps us understand our world better, helps us understand the ways in which we can improve ourselves, the ways in which we can improve the ways in which we see the world, which all tie back to well-being. Thanks for tuning in. Try this. Let me know how it goes. Email me, matt at mattbest.net. I'd love to hear about it. Lots of love. Cheers.